Well, welcome to the Speak With People podcast. We exist because words matter, and we believe healthy communication is oxygen for your relationships. So whether you communicate one-on-one, on a team, from a stage, from behind a screen, we hope to challenge you and encourage you to choose to communicate in healthy ways. We know you will change your world for the better if you do. Well, my name is Jason Rates, and I am honored to be your host. I am joined from my with my co-host, Dennis Poulette. Hello, Dennis. Been a while. It has been a while. It's been a while. Sorry. <laughs> I just have to pull out the old, wow. I don't know if that's Creed or whoever that was. Uh, but, Dennis, I just wanted you to know I'm very grateful for you, and I just can't thank you enough for all of your help in my life. Thank you. Do you see what I just did I, there? I, I did. It was the power of Makes encouragement. Makes so good. It was the power of encouragement. And that's what we're talking about on today's episode. The power of encouragement, how to encourage, why we don't encourage people more often, how we can specifically encourage people. I can't wait. This is going to be fantastic. It is. It is. It's going to be great. Here, here's my assumption. You tell me if I'm wrong or not. My assumption is that I think the average person is running on about a quarter tank of encouragement. Probably fumes. Okay, so you're going even I'm going lower. Low, yeah. You're going yeah, even lower. Low. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think we live in such an encouragementless world? I think it's probably because like most of the time, well, I'm wired to see the negative. So yeah. I would rather complain than encourage. I think those are like two opposite sides of the coin. So I would most of the time I you know, when I if, when I do a self-evaluation, I find myself yep. saying the negative things over the positive things. And so about anything, like it can be like the coffee or it can yep. be the service or it can be, you know, I go to Starbucks and everybody was nice except for that one person. Right. And so right. what kind of review do you leave? Right. You're so right. In my own life recently, I've kind of become what I'll say is an Instagram celebrity because <laughs> I put up a reel not too long ago. And I did, I did a reel that was super encouraging about you know, this kind of idea, words that matter. And I got a handful of views. But then I did a reel about how I was wondering why this big giant truck had to park in backwards to a parking spot in the Chick-fil-A parking lot. And they backed up traffic. It was obvious they could have went to the simple one. I thought it was going to be funny. It was not. It was taken as, I don't know what it was taken. But it's crossed 20,000 views. We're approaching 350 comments. And they're all encouraging, I'm sure. <laughs> I've read some of them. They're not very encouraging. They are not encouraging. I've been called a male Karen. I've been called a leftist. I, I've been, it's been said over and over that it, this guy must drive a Prius. I'm like, do, you, do they not read each other's like really negative Those comments? Those are the ones you're allowed to say on air. Yeah, that's it. But you're right. We just... We just gravitate towards the negative the, you know all the f facebook posts that get the most it's like why why do we need to do that and we need we need to steer away from that and then and then i think we also like to pile on yes so like one person's negative then all of a sudden that unlocks this freedom for other people to be negative and then other people to be negative and yes so so then so the the original question is why are people running on fumes of encouragement. Right. And most of the time, I think it's not just because we see the negative, but we also, I think we enjoy participating in negativity. Absolutely. So, like, I mean... Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's hard to stop. It is. It's hard to stop. If you're Even when you around, have the... Yeah. Sitting around a table of people and they start complaining about something, 
You just got to get yours in. You want, you're like, oh, yeah, that same thing happened to me the other day. Or, yeah, yeah I think the same way. Nobody really wants to be that one person that stands up and says, well, I kind of liked it. Right. Right. It's tough. And it's hard to be the Ted Lasso in the group. You know, <laughs> you know me. I love the show Ted Lasso. He's just so positive and encouraging all the time. Like he just takes these, you know, horrible situations and he just looks at the other side. It's just tough sometimes. We got to be a Ted Lasso in a Roy Kent world. We- <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's going, that's that going in the YouTube description. That will help us. Here's the reality. Like not even, and not everyone needs a steady stream for the most part of encouragement. Um, and, and even people who maybe aren't even wired to, you know, if you go through all the love languages, obviously one of the love languages are words of encouragement. But then even on the Enneagram, if you got somebody like an eight, who's like super businessy, down to business, you know, a three who's super driven, or if you go like to the disc and a high D who's just a driver, they got to go. Even those people I have found working with them, serving with them, being around them, being friends with them, even they need like some encouragement some days. And so, you know, one of the most helpful things that you can do is do some homework on your own um, in the study of people. Because when you know a couple of these uh, people personality assessments, you it, it will really help your relationships. If, if you dive into the disc a little bit or Meyer Brig or Enneagram or Patrick Lencioni's new one, the working geniuses, like, you know, if you're able to go, Oh, okay. I was, uh, at life church once in Oklahoma and life church has like 3,900 campuses or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just an amazing amount of campus, but I was at the, their main one. And it was incredible. Like, it was a great setup. But I was able to walk through the office area and all the offices, all the all the workstations, on their nameplate, they had listed their, their Meyer Brig and their Enneagram. And so for me, what it said was, oh, that's right. I'm walking into uh, ENFJ or I'm walking into a Fours office, you know. It, it gave me like a like some buffer or some heads up on okay because I know a little bit about ENFJ and a four because that's me, I know how to I know how to talk to them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it is it is good to know how somebody's going to respond. Like you just in regular like even if you don't go down that path of all of the scientific stuff that happens, but just to know I mean you know your friends you know your family you know how they're going to respond you know like when you're a parent. You kind of learn your kids, mm-hmm. and you have to know, okay, this kid responds better whenever I do that. Like, you know, one when my son was really little, he would always, um, you know, I was like, oh, well, you have to learn that, you know, you can't do this with him because this is going to trigger something right. negative or a, a crazy response, right? So I would, I would always have to kind of like remind myself of that, but also remind other people. And so I think that's, you know, I mean, you can do that without even necessarily reading. Maybe you're not a book person. Maybe right. you're not right. going to learn Enneagram. Maybe you don't. Just you know, be around them. Yeah, just kind, Get of, to know them. kind of observe first and then Absolutely. figure out how to, how to respond and, and talk to people. Absolutely. That's just a huge. Okay, so here's the thing. Why don't we encourage more? Like, why don't we? Because I think we're probably like, I, I would agree. We're probably on fumes. Our encouragement take is on fumes. But I bet like our tank of what we encourage is probably not much more. Like maybe that's actually a quarter tank of, you know, 
the encouragement we actually how much give, you give. How much you give. So why is it? Why don't we? I, I, I think the biggest excuse is we're busy. Everybody's busy. They're busy. We're busy. We got a million things going on. And then we like look at our screen time on our on <laughs> our iPhone, and we're like, we're so busy responding to the 360 comments on Instagram that are calling us male Karens that we don't have time to encourage other people. Or I gotta watch those videos because when I see that little kitten try to climb the Christmas tree, oh man, it just brings such little joy to my heart. Yeah. Or the bridal parties trying to do a dance, and they just. It's just horrible, and it gives me that little chuckle. But I think we're busy. I think another reason we don't encourage uh, is I think we assume that person already knows how I feel and think, and I'm like, why do I need to? Why do I need to tell them again? Yeah, I think that's an excuse sometimes. Yep, yep, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's unfortunately we don't realize how much other people are battling. Mm-hmm. in their own lives. Like we think, oh, I'm the only one who has these problems. I'm the only one who, who struggles with this. I'm the <laughs> only one who does this. And so we don't necessarily think, hey, I probably ought to like, I don't know, thank the cashier at Publix for right. going out of their way to help me find this thing, you yep. know, or whatever. Not knowing that before they came to work that day, yep. they were like in a fight and whatever, you know, yep. and all that stuff. So I think maybe it's maybe it's that. We're not necessarily... We don't understand, uh, you know, that quote of everyone's got a struggle. Right. Um, you know, I think sometimes we forget that. Yeah. Stop looking at everyone's highlight reel, you know, that whole kind of thing. Because I think social media plays into it as well. Because I think we're, this is just my own personal opinion, but I think down deep we're all prideful and arrogant. And I think it chaps us sometimes. Chaps us. Hello. <laughs> uh, it chaps us when, chaps all britches. <laughs> when someone else succeeds. Yeah. And I think that holds us back from encouraging because we look at social media and we're like, oh, great. I'm not going to be enough. I'm not going to feed into this. They're already doing plenty good on their own. Yeah. I, or it's a self-esteem thing. Too, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like we don't feel good about ourselves, so we don't try to make other people feel good. Yeah. We feel weird. You know, it, sometimes speaking encouragement doesn't totally feel natural. Um, and I'm not just saying this because this is a uh, the encouragement podcast episode but i was thinking back to one of the chamber events you and i went to and we're all standing around talking you know which we haven't seen our friend in a while i know i know anyways that's a side story but you're listening you know who you are (laughs) come back we miss you but you're so natural at this i remember standing around in a circle and we're all like trying to get to know each other and you're not even talking about yourself you were talking about uh, me and speak with people and you it was so humbling and it was just like, my goodness. I mean that like you were like in your, in your zone. And I, I remember like sitting down to lunch and I was like, Oh no, I, I needed to do that for Dennis because you encouraged. So <laughs> well, it's well. probably a selfish thing too, because sometimes it's easier to talk about somebody else than oh, it is true. about yourself. So, yeah. you know, Hey, I don't want to be the guy that's over there going, well, look at me. I can do this or that or that more. It's like, Hey, sure. Let's, let's encourage the people that are around. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think that's, you know, kind of... I love that. Sometimes that's a selfish, unselfishness. Yeah. I think, too, maybe sometimes when it comes to encouragement, like at work, in the workplace, or with our boss, or with our employees, like, I think sometimes we don't want to come across as a kiss-ass. Like, I'm like, right? Like, I don't want to be that person, you know? But I, I think we just have to keep thinking, wait a minute, everyone's tank is low on encouragement. How can I be that person? So 
let's jump into some reasons to encourage people. Reasons. Okay. Because I know, like, some of you are already thinking, okay, I get this. Uh, you know, okay, I got to do that. <clears throat> I, I think first, foremost, like, people want to feel important. And so when you encourage someone for a job well done or helping you, like, it makes them feel valuable and important in your life. And so why would we not, why would we not do that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, we all want to feel good. Like, how do you feel when somebody says something encouraging to right. you? You feel great, right? right? Like, usually, if especially if it's genuine and it's sincere and it's really something that... Yeah. Because because it's so scarce, so it's valuable, right? Scarcity equals... Absolutely. Value. So I think a lot of times we're, we're thinking, oh, my, uh, it's like, it's, you know, we live in this world where we're all competing with each other for attention. We're all competing with each other for success. And so usually whenever somebody takes a little bit of what could be their attention and they put it yep. on you, you feel like a million bucks. Yep. And at the same time, you kind of feel a little bit like you're like, oh, wow, that, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and you feel like you have to reciprocate. Right. And I think it's amazing if it's in text, in a handwritten card, in an email, through a voice on social media. This morning, I was at my computer and I'll just get probably a little too vulnerable here. So I apologize. And it's not that I count my friend count on Facebook. Okay. But my personal one, I hit the limit, right? So you can only hit the limit. And then it's real easy. Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Keep yeah, on. no, that's great. Yeah, Too many friends. <laughs> I wouldn't let anybody else be my friend. But it's real easy. That's then. a great job though. I'm not jealous at all. I'm encouraging <laughs> you in that. Whatever. Your YouTube channel has like 50,000 <laughs> yeah, 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 or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I noticed that the number was like, wow, it was substantially lower. And, and I was uh, not substantially. It's because of that one Instagram post that you posted. It could have been 10, 15. It was lower. I was like, so then I, I just selfishly, like I went and I checked a couple of ones that I suspected. And there's some people who unfriended me. And I was like, I, I don't even know. I can't, I don't even know if I've been unfriended or, or if I've ever done the unfriending. But it was like such a like little blow. And I was like, okay, it's not a big deal. But then as I was scrolling through Facebook, last Friday I spoke in an event and the 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 leader who brought me in, who booked me, they wrote some incredibly kind things on my Facebook page. And it was like whoom, you know, like the <laughs> it's it, like that that hit. The was, encouragement tank was like yeah. and then it was like, okay, all right, yep, here we yep. go. And so we when need I, that. when I was in Mexico and I was learning Spanish. There was nothing worse. So you would, I would walk into my my class, like I, you know, Spanish second language, blah blah blah. I had learned Spanish. I was sitting there. I was going to teach, and if somebody said in the morning, "Hey, your Spanish is not that great," my day was shot. Mm. But if I walked in and somebody was like, "Oh my goodness, you sound just like like us, and you you speak great Spanish," yep. blah blah, I was like. I can conquer the, top world of the world today. Yep. So it's top kind of, of the, the same thing with Facebook. Tell the world. Rachel Wolken has a great quote. She says, be mindful when it comes to your words. A string of some that don't mean much to you may stick with someone else for a lifetime. I mean, that's just crazy yeah. about how powerful words are. I can remember 1999, I think. There's a gentleman in my life who's a mentor. His name was Riley Rickert. I wrote about him in a recent uh, blog on the Speak With People page. So if you've never check, checked out our blog, speakwithpeople.com, go to the resources and hit blog. We do lots of leadership articles. But I talked about some mentors that were in my life and Raleigh was one of them. 
And Raleigh had like my dream job. Raleigh was the producer for like big giant events. So like all of the National Youth Worker events, Dare to Share, uh, Promise Keeper, all those kind of things. He was the producer. So he had like, it was really fun. But he came to me once and he sat me down and he said, uh, Jason, you know, you're really good at leading worship and you're really good at speaking, but you can't be really good at both. And so you, you have to pick. Like, if you're going to keep doing one of them, you should really pick. And those were, like, I can still, I mean, 1999 is a long time ago. Like, I can still remember we're sitting in his, you know, his kitchen table and, you know, the encouragement that he gave me. And so, you know, it, it, it really did make me feel important or, you know, um, it gave me that shot and a boost because I was like, okay, he really cares for me and he's speaking truth into my life. And it was, mm-hmm. it was huge. So, uh, reasons to encourage people feel important. Second one, like it really, really does reinforce the right things. It really does reinforce the right things. Cause if we're like, especially with our kids, if we're reinforcing when they are disrespectful to their mothers or their friends or, you know, whatever it is, we're not reinforcing the right things there. But if we're reinforcing and, you know, it will solidify, oh, okay, that was, you know, that was huge. And sometimes as parents, we've got to like, well, many times we have to have the tough conversation <laughs> when our kids say something or do something. I can remember multiple times, you know, when my kids were little and they would say something disrespectful to Tracy and I would stop them and I would say, you will not talk to my wife that way and you will not talk to your mother that way. And one of my kids is sitting behind the camera could you just shake your head if you remember one of those? Yeah, see? So, yeah. like, I had those conversations, and so they reinforce the right well, thing. Well, you can do that whenever it's a positive thing, too. Like, right. I, I think Absolutely. Correction right. is leading someone in correctness. So whenever, mm. whenever it's negative, okay, you have to kind of bring them back to that correct path. Right. Whenever it's positive, you have to encourage them to stay yeah. on that path. And so, like encouragement to me is still correction, but it's but it's a positive correction. Absolutely, it's a it's a absolutely. Hey, you did a great job. I noticed right that you opened that door for that person, and you were friendly to that person. And, and so, so do that right. again. And do I more love more of that. And I love that. And why don't we do that more with our kids and parenting? Because I can think of the like the times as a kid where I got in trouble for saying some bad words or whatever, and my mom was like, "Okay, you're gonna put the soap <laughs> bar in your mouth," but like. And my, my parents were great. I love, I love their parenting and all that kind of stuff if you're listening, Mom. But why was it like few and far between if we do catch one of our kids saying something so encouraging? Well, in your sibling? case, it was probably because you weren't doing the right thing. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. right. But if they would have right. <laughs> caught me, you know, you know, instead of the soap bar, hey, here's an ice cream sundae for telling your brother oh, yeah. he did or, a great job. Yeah, or even just the words. Yeah. Just the words, hey, that was a great job. Right. You did great. Uh, so when it comes to encouragement, it makes us feel important. It reinforces the right thing. And it feels, it feels, it fuels our encouragement buckets when we're low, when they're low, our tanks. And it really does fuel them. I mean, everybody gets disheartening from time to time. Uh, everybody needs that that boost, and so that's a huge, you know, part Especially of Especially when it's true, like right. when it's like like I mean, there's one. Th- it's one thing to be like, "Hey, you're really good at speaking," blah blah blah. When you're not, and, and right. you're not like that's false encouragement. But right. whenever it's true encouragement, it's like, "Hey, I could see myself doing this." Right. Like this is like I'm thinking about encouraging kids and teenagers and young yep. adults and being like, "Hey, this is something that I can see you have you could have a future in." Because you're really good at this. That's yep. something that like 
can absolutely launch careers and absolutely. lives and, and be it's just incredible. something that sticks with people for forever. And sometimes like we'll get that encouragement even as leaders when we have to make a really hard decision. I can remember a couple of times when I have led organizations in the past and we've gotten to a real sticky, you know, moment where we're like, okay, this is going to be a tough decision that's going to be made. And we make the tough decision and it's difficult, but then all the people that we lead were looking to us to make that. And then the encouragement that comes our way from making that tough decision, you know, to be, it's just, it's just yeah. powerful. Yeah. It's just powerful. So it uh, fuels buckets and then it builds trust. I mean, it just really does build trust. Like it, it demonstrates to people that they can trust you, that you respect them, that you're paying attention you know, so many people think, you know, because they're not on a stage or their video doesn't have, I mean, 350 comments. I mean, I don't want to brag, <laughs> but, but they think, oh, you know what, my platform or it's just not, it's just not important. You know, I'm just not as important as they are. It's just, it's just not true. And so we're able to build trust. One of my favorite TED talks of all time is uh, by a leader by, uh, by the name of Julian Treasure. We'll put it in the the resources so you can do it, but it's how to speak. So people will listen 35 million views. I mean, it's just incredible. He goes through it's, it's literally worth 18 minutes, but he says, when you're speaking to people, think of the acronym hail H A I L not how a Southern person says hell like hail, but <laughs> hail. Sorry. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. H A I L. H A I L. So the first H, honesty. Like, be straight and clear with people. So when you encourage them, be straight and clear. Like, speak right to the encouragement. Man, you did great on that podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, I. A. A. <laughs> not hail. 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 A, uh, authenticity. Like, just be yourself in it. Try not to be someone else. Like, hey, Dennis. I just want you to know that I. Very much affirm. I recognize right. that you're no, just speak, a dignified response. Speak in your words and do that. So H A I integrity, like bring your your word to it. Be a person of character and integrity, and speak into them. And then love, like truly wish them well, like in the encouragement, mm. like when you encourage them, because that will just build trust when you speak into people that way. Good. So what are some practical way? Practical ways to encourage. Let, let me let's just like jump right to some super practical things just to think about. If you're really going to be someone who is an encourager, who spends time encourages others. I mean, first and foremost, it's going to hurt hurt because it hurts me some. You got to stop focusing on yourself. You just you really do. I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying <laughs> yeah, in general. Yeah, no. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta stop message focusing on yourself. Heard. I it's heard your message. I'll never forget, I read a great book years ago, uh, Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. Never Eat Alone, where he talked about networking and connecting, and he just talked about the value in all of this is not what you can get out of it, but the value is, is how can you help that person connect or be connected so they win? Because the reality is, and like John Maxwell and Zig Ziglar, and they've all written about it, Dale Carnegie, but the more than we help other people win, like... In the long run, we'll, we win. We win. Yeah. Like, it, 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 like we set up all these lines and teams, and you're over there and I'm over here. No. Now, I, I get it. Like, some of us are in work environments where it's, like, cutthroat, and everybody's out to, you know, get each other. And, and I, I understand that could be a little 
difficult. Yeah, but there but there is something to be said about having an abundance mindset and not a scarcity mindset. There is more than enough to go around for everyone. You know, I mean, it's it's but it's hard to it's hard to realize that once you Absolutely. wrap your head about around that yep. though, then you're like, okay, so I'm not necessarily competing with these people as much as you know. What what is it? What is it? Whenever the tide comes up, all the ships rise. Right. So if your business or your company is growing and expanding, and everybody in the whole business is doing well, yep. Then guess what? You're doing well. Yes. And so you know, if the business makes more money, you're probably going to make more money. Yep. If the business you know, if you if you can encourage everybody, if the church is doing great, then yep. you're doing great. Right. You know? so- and it's so hard sometimes because we all have aspirations and we have goals and we want to achieve and those are great. And so if you did the absolute best you can and your workplace still picks someone else, then rest in that and continue to do the absolute best you can. And so stop focusing so much on yourself. Care for other people. Help other people succeed. As someone who has led um, staff for a bunch of years, one of the things that I've done with this, and I just actually talked to somebody about it Friday, um, I've created, in the in years past, I've created a document that I've called the Staff Clarity Doc. And so it's just a real simple Google spreadsheet. There's like four or five sheets on the bottom. And so the first sheet is just all of their primary information, their names, their birthdays, their spouse's name, their birthdays, their kids' names, where they live, kind of piece of their story because really at the end of the day I want to be uh an expert in the people that I lead it's the same way in my home it's the same way you know in my workplace like I I want to know them I want to care for them and so another sheet would would have all of their Enneagram and disc and Meyer Briggs so then I know okay Dennis you're probably a INFP or I I'm I don't know what you are but what'd you call me (laughs) exactly (laughs) So then I, then I have that kind of, and then the third sheet would be uh, all of their favorites. So one of the ways that I've encouraged people in the past is I try to remember things about their lives and then I surprise them with it. So like, you know, on their birthday, they're going to get their favorite candies, you know, uh, on their anniversary, they're, on their work anniversary, they're going to get their, their favorite book, all that kind of stuff. So I have all the favorites laid out. So then in, in the future, you know, we can kind of go back and be able to do that. And then the last sheet is just some of their goals and dreams and, you know, ambitions and all that kind of stuff. But that little simple exercise has helped me over the years lead people to even focus even more on them, care for them even more. Uh, and I, I think I think that could be helpful for some of you. I think as well, reading a book like Never Eat Alone that I mentioned or reading How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I mean, it's, it's like the foundation book for when it comes to this you know, sort of thing. I think also if you're going to stop focusing on yourself when you meet with people, we've talked about this on the podcast before, put your phone down. Uh, you know, put it away. Don't look at your watch. Bring a notebook when you meet with that person because then you can take notes on what they are talking about, what they love. Uh, Come with great questions. You know, if you're going to meet with somebody over coffee, you're going to get on the phone, like think through. It only takes 30 seconds. Think through. Don't just ask the questions like, how are you? How are you doing? How's life? Um, Read a book called Cues by Vanessa Van Edwards, who runs the Science of People, and you'll, you'll get 
a resource of hundreds of great questions. Hmm. Hundreds of great questions. Do you work at Panera often? Do you like it? You know, whatever it is. Like I was speaking because I know you work That's in right. a Panera booth, you know, That's uh, right. uh, and often. So stop focusing on yourself. Uh, and then I would start, all, you know, start with people closest to you if you're not ready to start, you know, with uh, like the other day I'm at Publix. And the guys, you know, talk, the cashier's talking to me and I, I made a joke about something and he's like, oh, I'm finishing up school. And I said, oh, what do you finish? He goes, I'm in a, I'm a communication major. And I went, oh. oh, I said, I actually run a little communication business. And so right then we're talking about communication and he's like, I want to do a podcast someday. And I was like, oh, I was like, you should do a podcast. My podcast, if you want to listen to it, is Speak With People. His name was John. Here's and my card. Here's and I had the speak with people card in my pocket and I handed it to him. Like it was just a great and I was like, if you're not ready for those type of interactions, start with your home team. I've talked about this before in the podcast. Make a real simple document with a circle, a little tiny circle in the middle of the document, and put the people closest to you who, you know, family, friends, or they're just the most absolute closest. Then do a circle a little bit bigger, and then a circle, and then a circle, and then a circle. Do five circles. And fill them with all the people that, you know, and I call that the home team. And then start with those people that you can do. You know this. One of my favorites is to send handwritten cards. Yes. You do. <laughs> Have you ever got a handwritten card from me? can't read it. But yeah, you can't read one. it. But I'm trying lately. I really am. So, so do the best that you can. Surprise your coworkers with it. If you meet with someone, send them a handwritten card. Do what you can. So look for people every day. When you're out and about, you know, every, every one needs encouragement. So it could be your server, could be, you know, the person who's doing your oil change, could be the person who made your food at Panera. Just look for those, look for those people. And then a great resource is just social media. Like why not be an encourager on social media? Yeah, it's real easy. Like I, I sometimes on Facebook, I will go to my friends list and they're alphabetical. Mm. So that means there's 26 letters. I know. That's hard math for you. Right. But, it, but you could go every day. So the first day of the month, you could go through all the people that are A. Right. And you could just write, like, just post on their wall, even. Right. You could write them a message. You could post on their wall. Just, hey, thinking about you. So now everybody that's on my Facebook, they know why I do that. Randomly, right. they'll get a... They'll get a, a message from me, but right. it's, it's kind of an encouraging thing. Like, yes. hey, wondering how you're doing. Haven't talked to you in a while. Yep. Hope you're doing great. And I think that's in, just that in itself is encouraging. It's Absolutely. not even necessarily a like, you did a great job at this or you're so awesome at this. It's basically, I think being an encouragement is also just being, knowing that people are aware that you exist. Absolutely. Like half the time people don't even know you exist or you're like, oh yeah, that long lost person, you know, why are we even friends on on social media. So like, I think social media to me is exactly that. It's supposed to be social. So what do we do instead of just like, you know, they're only feeding us 10 people's right. posts. You see right. the same people over and over again. Right. But the, you're still friends with those other Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Go through that list. That's incredible. Those 5,000 people. I love it. I, that could take you a while. <laughs> it, it would, but it'd be amazing. One of my friends is so good at this. His name is David Martin Stevens. He lives in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Uh, he works for a company, and his title is actually the chief encouragement officer. Nice. I love that. And so, plus he gets to put CEO. Plus he gets to put CEO on his yeah. business card. But can you imagine? Be the chief encouragement officer of your 
social media, of your Facebook list, of your Instagram. Of those circles that you have. Of those circles. Why not spend, even if it's five minutes a week, you know, you can shoot, you know, you can shoot off, I don't know, I mean, 20 messages in that time. If you want to get really, uh, you know, geek level on this, this is where I sort of geek out. But when it comes back to handwritten cards and things like that, I don't want to like oversend and all that kind of stuff. So I actually, I have a spreadsheet. Where, where <laughs> you don't want, to, but you don't want to over geek out about it. <laughs> All right, I have but a I, spreadsheet. I created a spreadsheet, so then I I write down when I send them a card, you know, the date, so it's it's not like okay they got seventeen cards in a month, you know, that kind of thing. But just keep track of it. Keep track of it. The reality is, when you take the the step, the time, the energy to encourage someone else, it just doesn't affect them. Like, it affects your soul, it affects your emotions, it affects your leadership, it teaches you so much about yourself, takes the focus off yourself, I mean, it helps you grow. And so, you just can't lose when it comes to the power of encouragement. You just can't lose. And so, the challenge today then is, who can you look for today to encourage? Maybe there's someone you haven't reached out to in a while, maybe you could create that home team and start working through that list, those those five concentric circles of people. Uh, maybe you can start looking for someone who's your barista or you know the people that are out and about wherever you're at. But just take the step. Step into the power of encouragement and enjoy it because you really could change someone's, not that you're going to change their whole world, but you could change part of it that day. Like it, you could speak truth in their life and it could send them in a different direction. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Well, thank you so much for joining us in this podcast, for listening today. Dennis, I love being able to team up, and so I appreciate it's it. Fun. You're so good at this. Well, you, you are as well. <laughs> okay. uh, hey, Thanks. we want to make sure you know about the Speakers Conference. It's, it's going to be here before we know it, March 21 to 23. Uh, if you are a leader who regularly stands in front of people, you're a, you're you're in a marketplace and you have to put together presentations and pitch them to small groups or large groups. You are a teacher or professor who regularly stands in front of people and communicates a message. You're a real estate agent who has to build a relationship and do a pitch. Uh, you're an influencer, but from behind a camera, you're someone who communicates. The speakers conference is for you. Because we hope together that we'll learn how to be more effective, more empathetic, more captivating, and we'll learn how to inspire our audiences, whether it's one, a small group or a large group, to lean in when we communicate. And that's, that's what we're going to dive into. We've got a, oh, I'm going to use a big word, robust, a robust team of uh, speakers, communicators, who are coming to encourage us. What I love about this conference is, um, well, I love the location. So we're really going to utilize the location. It's, it's pretty nice. right on Clearwater Beach. And so we're going to have time for you to you know, learn from the, the information and then go out and process it, spend some time alone, sit around the pool, sit around a fireplace, talk with other leaders. But then we've just got this robust group of speakers who are coming who are going to be learning from, people like Albert Tate, who literally communicates to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Mike Goodwin, a comedian who you know made it like three levels in on America's Got Talent. We've got incredible breakout speakers who are going to be speaking into... I mean, it's just going to be... A, gr- a great learning time, but then also I really, I really think it's going to be a great time for you as a leader to just take a big deep breath, 
meet new relationships, you know, and, and be able to just recharge and relax. So the speakersconference.com reserve your spot. Now we cannot wait for you to join us. When is it? It is March 21 to 23 <laughs> of 2023. Almost almost I almost forgot. Cannot wait for you to join us. It's going to be great. Well, thank you again for being part of the podcast. We can't thank you enough for when you download it, you listen, you share it. When you take a copy of the text and you send it to somebody else or you leave a review, just means the world. This podcast exists because words matter and we believe that healthy communication is oxygen for our relationships. So whether you communicate one-on-one, on a team, from a stage behind a screen, we hope that today's episode challenged you to choose words that matter and breathe life into other people. We will see you on the next episode's podcast. Can't wait. Bye.